0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this; I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now, check out all the good stuff we have leading you into Week 13. There, the fantasy football positional rankings, my Stardom situm column. There, looking at as well injury updates you need to know, and that's what we do here to close the week on Locked On Fantasy Football. It is lineup Friday, so we will get to those injury updates you need to know for Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday's games here in week number 13. Before we do that, with no Thursday night football to break down here on lineup Friday, we will look at the DFS values across positions, across price points that you can target for your main slate lineups there on DraftKings and FanDuel. So we still with the main slate to keep things easier, whether cash games or tournaments, we'll get into that here specifically where are the uh, players you should target across the board, uh, no matter what you're trying to spend at a particular position? So that's what we do here on Lineup Friday, DFS and injury updates you need to know and uh, get you in uh, to the weekend, good to go. Hopefully, in the best possible position to dominate, whether you're playing. Daily fantasy football or seasonal league action here in most critical week here in week 13, whether you're playing the one week or looking to close a regular season strong here in fantasy football. So very important stuff there. Before we dive into it, this football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch the season, Pepsi's a freshman. You need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans, like you and me, are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, so no Thursday Night Football to break down on this show, so uh, we will now uh, continue here and go to... Uh, The quarterbacks, and we'll start there. We'll do quarterbacks and running backs in this segment. Come back, we'll get wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses you need to target, and then close with our injury update. So let's look at our quarterbacks and where we want to go here on DraftKings and FanDuel, respectively, here. And again, Russell Wilson not in the best matchup at home. Kyler Murray in a tough one also at home. There against the Rams. And uh, Sean Watson, uh, the Colts' defense can be a little tricky coming back. The same thing with uh, Justin Herbert facing the Patriots' defense. And So it's not exactly maybe the obvious of going high. I think I do like Aaron Rodgers, given the price point there. I think I like him more on DraftKings because you can get him at 6800 which is the fifth highest price there among the quarterbacks. So you have to pay a little bit more, 8500 on I think a lot of people are not going to be on Aaron Rodgers necessarily. I mean, they might overlook him in that run of uh, guys that have tough spots here. But FanDuel, I'm more leaning towards Ryan Tannehill this week. I know you pay up a little bit, but I think part of it is the matchup. 7,800 here for Ryan Tannehill. Why I like Tannehill a lot is the Browns are okay against the run. They're not great, but that means that Derek Henry will have some success. Their secondary is really beat up here. Now, I know the Titans don't have Taylor Luan on the left side. Miles Garrett might return here. We've broken down this game like that. But I like Tannehill a lot this week. He's back in the groove. I think he's a good, safe floor player. So that uh, really makes you go for cash there in Ryan Tannehill, especially there on FanDuel at that price point. Aaron Rodgers I like on DraftKings just because of the value in relation to the elite quarterbacks, and maybe people are going to overlook him a little bit because he just seems to get the job done in tougher matchups no matter what. But I'll save the few bucks and go to Tannehill there. And Tannehill is also relatively cheap in relation to Rodgers on DraftKings, he's 600 uh, cheaper. So Tannehill, really a player that I'm also looking at seasonal leagues this week to really come through. And uh, again, he had a little tough stretch there against some tough defenses, but when the defenses are pretty weak and Derrick Henry can get going... Tannehill's success tied to Derrick Henry, and I don't see Derrick Henry scoring three rushing touchdowns again. And I think this game against the Browns could be sneaky high-scoring this week. So Ryan Tannehill, good value there, but Aaron Rodgers there if you're going to one of the elite names, you go there this week. Now, digging deeper, how much do we trust Derrick Carr? That's a question here. After the clunker last week... 5800 only on DraftKings, so his value went down. 7200 on FanDuel. He's cheaper than Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, who I think have tricky spots. I don't mind Jared Goff looking at him at 72 but that's not a bad price point. 7200 both of those guys are on DraftKings. Their value is almost the same uh, across the board. They're also the same on DraftKings, 5800 So interesting that Carr and Goff are there, but that's a price point I'm comfortable with. Cardinals defense is not as good against the pass, so... i'm going to trust someone based on not having to do with weather or the conditions and somebody who's uh, playing a little bit better or boom or bust it's jared goff so a little bit risky that's why it's more tournament based for me car Goff, i can't trust either in a cash game just because they're so wide in their range of outcomes but that's a good price point for me in a tournament there and i would lean a little bit more towards Goff because uh, we'll have to see Uh, nelson aguilar may not play and, uh, again, the resistance may not be high. Well, Jared Goff and the Cardinals could be broiled in a higher-scoring game this week. So, again, Goff and Carr, you could go in that direction. But, again, tournament only with those guys because they're very volatile. If you're going cash, you could look at Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins has a pretty expensive value. I think it's 6400 there on DraftKings, uh, and uh, Kirk Cousins is 7300 So you can pay a little bit more for cash games. I don't expect a massive game from Kirk Cousins, but the Jaguars stink. So they should have a lot of success throwing the ball. Adam Thielen will be back. Justin Jefferson, you think he can at least get 250 yards and a couple scores here before Dalvin Cook goes wild. And keep in mind, Dalvin Cook a little bit banged up as well, so they could uh, restrain running him into the ground here in this uh, key matchup against the Jaguars, knowing Throw the ball so cash games again. I don't see a high ceiling for cousins, but the floor tells me in a cash game you can go with cousins. But yeah, Goff and Carr very intriguing to me, right uh, behind and around uh, Wentz there on Fandle, and then slightly ahead of Wentz on DraftKings. Now, where do we go for the bargain basement? This one is pretty circled. I mean, this is again more tournament based for me because. Again, he is a little bit volatile. 6900 is Mitchell Trubisky on. FanDuel, he's only 5400 on DraftKings. And Interestingly, the same price as Nick Foles, who has been announced as not the starter here. You don't have Gardner Minshew or uh, Daniel Jones starting uh, their different injury issues. Uh, you don't really trust Matt Ryan in that game. You don't trust like, Matthew Stafford. So it immediately goes to Trubisky. But more in cash games. I think he has a decent uh, potential to also come through with a good floor in this one. But... Again, the Bears could also go nuts running and play defense, and you may not have a high volume here for Trubisky. And that's the one thing I'm concerned about with playing Trubisky there. You could also look at Baker Mayfield. I think if Tannehill is going to put up some numbers, I think you look at Baker Mayfield against the secondary, pretty good value there. But again, Mayfield is more expensive here on FanDuel. He's at $7,100, so $200 more there for Mayfield. He's actually cheaper than Trubisky. So if I'm going for the values there... I'm definitely going uh, Mayfield on DraftKings and Trubisky there on FanDuel. And uh, kind of, uh, I think you can play them in both formats, but I think given their limited ceilings and the running game success that these teams could have, and that's the orientation of them, I think it's more cash games. So really uh, that Carr, Rogers, uh, and Goff, uh, different price points there, you look at in tournaments. And then uh, we said the Cousins, as someone we really like in – Cash game setups in Tannehill I think could go either way as well this week. I, I think he could have a solid game. He has a pretty high floor, and I think he can also have a nice ceiling here, especially if he gets involved running the ball, bootlegs and all that off of Derrick Henry this week. All right, uh, let's uh, look at the uh, next... Uh, Position here. It's running back. And running back, where do we find the values this week? A little thing's in flux here. Does Miles Gaskin return? Does David Johnson return? David Johnson looks like he's going to be back. Now, you could invest at the top level on Dalvin Cook, but keep in mind, if you're going big, a Dalvin Cook might be scaled back a little bit. So you got to pay the pretty penny, 9500 on the DraftKings, 10500 there. On FanDuel, So I'm not going there. Derek Henry, a lot of people are going to chase the big game from last week. Nick Chubb had a nice game as well. So you're paying a lot for all these guys here. And again, uh, we, we're worried about uh, Josh Jacobs and that ankle injury. We'll talk about that more in a moment. I think a good rebound spot this week is Alvin Kamara in the passing game. They need to get him going. I also kind of like Austin Eckler down there as well. So Eckler 7100, Kamara 7000. So interesting Kamara's price has dropped now people have uh, kind of caught up to uh, what he's doing, but that's suddenly appealing for Alvin Kamara. Now I know the Falcons are very good against the run, but they're very vulnerable to me in the, in the passing game with backs. So they still can't cover that well. I think Kamara could really rack up an eight to 10 reception game in this one. So I think he's overdue. The saints have to recognize they haven't got him involved here with Taysom Hill. And, uh, Last week, they got get away with it. They got away with it also in week 11 against the Falcons. I don't know if they'll do that here on the road. It's a Falcons offense. That could be more full strength this week. So I do like Kamara. Again, he doesn't get priced down that much very often. So you can take advantage of that. I think if you're going big, I would still lean towards uh, uh, going towards Nick Chubb at that value. Again, he's the third highest price there in relation to the other guys, so that's good. I mean, you dropped 1300 there from Derrick Henry on FanDuel, and uh, on DraftKings you dropped 1500 so good to values there from Nick Chubb if I'm going high-end, and the Titans run defense certainly a questionable unit here, but Eckler also, it's hard for the Patriots to take away that being the one thing. I think the one thing they would maybe take away is Keenan Allen and the downfield passing from Justin Herbert because it's aggressive, so... You can see a lot of dump-offs to Eckler and high volume in the passing. So Eckler, Kamara, very similar players, very receiving-dependent, but you can go there. Now, a player that has a bad taste for a lot of people will be Miles Sanders, especially after that clunker, but he's also priced down here pretty well. He's actually behind Alexander Madison this week, which is interesting, and Joe Mixon, who are both not playing this one. So, interesting value for Miles Sanders. I think people are uh, looking at Madison just in case you don't uh, have Dalvin Cook in this one, or... The matchup is so good, but Miles Sanders is also stepping into a really good matchup. We know they want to get him involved. They're matchup-based, so they're going to look at it and look uh, Sanders' 7,200. Actually, Eckler and FanDuel is only 7,000. So that Kamara-Sanders-Eckler tier is kind of where I like it this week. And you know, the Packers cannot stop backs. And they give up a lot of explosive plays that uh, make big plays in the receiving game. Uh, we know that Sanders has been a home run hitter there from Penn State. They're a little bit slow. They banged up a little bit with Zedarius Smith. So there's potential there for Sanders to go off, and the Eagles need this win. They can't just allow Carson Wentz to go nuts throwing in this game. They want to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. you got to trust the coaching staff a little bit. It's a little bit of a leap of faith there, but I do like him. Another back I do like also is Chris Carson. I mean, Chris Carson, fully healthy. I like the value for Chris Carson for sure in relation to the rest. Uh, you got to pay a little bit more for him on uh, – FanDuel here than you would there, but Chris Carson, I really like this week. I think he's going to see more of a regular role against the uh, Giants, and uh, I think he's priced down a little bit for sure. So you definitely look at Carson uh, being effective here. You look at his uh, price here on DraftKings, he's only 6300 I think he sees a little bit more of a role. And What's also intriguing is that 8000 there. You're going to have to pay up a little bit more on FanDuel. But, again, I really like him with a, maybe a Sanders-Carson combo. I really like there. Maybe mixing the eckler Kamara, But that's uh, where I want to go. And, again, Carlos Hyde a little bit more banged up. So, Carson, you'd f- expect with a little uh, more time between the foot injury and now that you'll have a better chance of success there. But uh, yeah, that's how I break down the running backs here, uh, guys that I'm targeting this week across lineups here. And I, I always tend to go more to the feature guys anyway. I don't want backs that are like scat backs they're going to touch the ball. Sometimes I'd rather invest with good value points here. And if I'm going to save, I'll go elsewhere and do that at quarterback and wide receiver. All right, so there you have a look at quarterbacks and running backs. Still need to talk about wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses. You want to look at a DraftKings and FanDuel for the main slate here in week number 13. But uh, first thing I gotta tell you, make sure you're checking out all the great shows here on Lockdown Network, Peacock and Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock, featuring the insight of former college and NFL scout Matt Williamson, and don't forget about Locked Out NFL, our flagship show, rotating group of hosts and guests there for you, breaking down all things NFL, deep dive analysis that uh, you're going to get here from the network, no-nonsense, to-the-point, a direct uh, fan-friendly analysis. That's what you get here on Locked On Fantasy Football and throughout the network. We'll be right back here to start breaking down wide receivers and tight ends in DFS, week 13. All right, let's uh, continue the show here. Before I do that, I got to tell you about the show. If you've not listened until now, well, this is what we do in Lockdown Fantasy Football. We do a progressive podcast throughout the week. We start with Roundup Monday, where we break down all the games there, of Sunday's action. Then we go into Our Pickup Tuesday, where we look at Monday Night Football, any leftover games there from the weekend, and also give you uh, guys you should be targeting on the waiver wire and free agent acquisition budget there, uh, all across positions. Then we do a double shot of matchups, matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday, here to give you uh, a breakdown of all the games in uh, two parts here of the week. And then we close here, again, circling back to today, which is lineup Friday and uh, DFS advice, injury updates, and if there's a Thursday night game, we'll break it down. So that's what we do. We bring it to you straight to the point. Uh we know you have limited time here to listen to uh fantasy football analysis and we're giving you that what you need to win and dominate here in uh, short segments every day of the week. So good stuff here and uh we've uh, really appreciate if you listen to us all season. We're uh starting to bring you things that you need to know as quickly as we can and uh, Again, let's go right back into it now. Speaking of quickly, let's go to our wide receiver values here that uh, we're going to target in Week 13. Now, I look at it. I mentioned Keenan Allen could be the target of the one player that the Patriots like to take out. DK Metcalf doesn't have the easiest matchup against James Bradbury this week. De- Demonte Adams picks up who Metcalf had last week. I know Metcalf had a big game, but Darius Slay. You have DeAndre Hopkins who has to face Jalen Ramsey. So... Who's the guy that stands out to me? Well, we mentioned his quarterback earlier. It's AJ Brown. We got to watch him. He has a hip injury. Seems like there's always something with him, but big two touchdown game last week. Long score in the pass game, kickoff return as well. This dude is just amazing, and he's going to get more targets if Joni Smith is limited here. Corey Davis becoming a number two is helping AJ Brown. We know without Denzel Ward, this Brown secondary can be absolutely roasted. So so no tough matchup here for A.J. Brown in relation to those four other guys. Uh, Alan might see a little bit of Stephon Gilmore, but J.C. Jackson also playing well for the Patriots. So, yeah, if I'm going to go in a DFS format, I'm definitely looking at A.J. Brown is the high-end one. 7600 there for A.J. Brown on DraftKings. So you'll have to pay up a little bit, but... Elite options, he can come through, and eighty two hundred there on Fanduel. Now I think Calvin Ridley's a little priced up; he's at eighty four hundred, so he's up there with these other uh, five guys in the pricing. Uh, there, I'm more likely to go with him on DraftKings at seventy two hundred. Not crazy about it, but I do like Adam Thielen as well coming back. He was rested last week. You get him for seventy three hundred DraftKings. Justin Jefferson, his teammate, also has a great matchup, of course, sixty nine hundred. Here. So the Vikings guys, it's going to be hard. I think you're getting multiple touchdowns from one of them. Uh, I would uh, try to diversify my portfolio. If I'm doing multiple lineups, I'd get Thielen and some Jefferson and some others this week. But I really like the chances of both being productive. Thielen has the high floor to me, Jefferson has the high ceiling. I think both of them can score multiple times. We've seen that uh, in several times. Uh, The season that Kirk Cousins is going to feed these guys off. And no Irv Smith, again, probably for the Vikings. So interesting there, especially with Will Fuller off the board and uh, not uh, priced up there. The two Vikings are certainly uh, very appealing this week uh, based on matchups. Now, I also like Devontae Parker this week. I would feel a little bit better about him if Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback. So there's that, uh, Parker and Fitzpatrick. They're going to throw the ball more downfield. 6,400 on DraftKings for Parker. 6,800 Fandles, so very good value, guy that I'm going to try to get in a lot of lineups this week, he's pretty solid, we know there's no other receivers here, with Preston Williams down, he's going to get a lot of targets and come through this one, and we like that for sure this week, Cooper Cup I also love this week. The secondary of the Cardinals not very good in the slot, so we mentioned Jared Goff and liking him. He's sixty one hundred DraftKings. His teammate Robert Woods is fifty nine hundred. So those two guys, I do like Cup a little bit better because you look at the slot struggles of the Cardinals, they are real. So Cooper Cup at sixty six, I do like him a little bit more than Robert Woods, especially in Fanduel where he's priced under Robert Woods there. As Woods is seventy one hundred, Cup is sixty six. So Woods. Not as much, but Parker and Cup, yeah. I think those guys are going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. Uh, based on the matchup here, they're very favorable. There, Brandon Cooks. I get it. He's going to get a lot of targets, and he'll be in number one here. But hard to trust. The Colts should be a little bit healthier defensively. So, yeah. That's definitely where I'm going at wide receiver this week. Uh, uh, get one of those Vikings in there and uh, try to get uh, Cup and Parker in your lineups if possible. And the bargain says you can this week. Now... Let's uh, turn over to uh, tight end here that you want to look at as a position. It's been a tough position to navigate. Darren Waller screams like he'll rebound, but you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for him. 7000 there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's in a good spot, too. Sixty one hundred. Those are on FanDuel. When we go to DraftKings, uh, looking at the prices, I mean, Waller's still... Tops there with Travis Kelsey playing in the prime time, 6,100. So in relation to the rest of the field, he's priced a little bit better there. If you want to go Darren Waller, I would not argue with that. I know he had a great matchup last week against the Falcons Income through. There might be some trepidation, so could be a game theory pivot play off a lot of people. Contrarian in some ways, paying up for a tight end, and especially that one who disappointed last week. But this landscape is pretty bad overall, that uh, you don't have too many guys with great matchups. I think one guy that I'm going to look at, if I'm going to go on the more bargain end, is Robert Tunyon. He's 3,700. The Eagles cannot cover the tight end. I mean, I know the Seahawks didn't do much there, but the Seahawks don't throw to the tight end. But their linebacker core is a little bit banged up. TJ Edwards is hurt. They have some safety issues as well. It seems like when you have other guys in the lineup with... Aaron Rodgers, and it seems like Al Lazard has returned, but MVS has gone down at the same time here. That he's the guy he's going to trust away from Adams. The Darius Slay matchup is going to be there. So you look at Tunyon, uh, definitely going to get his way open downfield for the Packers. And again, it ties back to Aaron Rodgers liking him this week to get the job done again. So Tunyon, again, 5,900. You'll pay. I like him a little bit more than Evan Ingram there on a FanDuel at that price, but he's a great value in relation to the rest of the field on DraftKings for sure at $3,700 this week for that uh, juicy Eagles matchup at home this week. Now let's look at defense, shall we? We try to go as cheap as possible. Do you trust the Raiders? You're going to have to pay quite a bit to get them. They're $3,400 on DraftKings. They are playing the Jets. Seems to be money in the bank, but the Raiders' defense isn't all that good, and the Jets can run a little bit, so that is definitely a concern. I think... Without the Chiefs, who I think have the best matchup on Sunday Night Football available here. Where do you go? You definitely could look at the Packers, but they're also priced up this week at 3800 I like them better on FanDuel at the cheaper price here at 4100 in relation to the rest of the field. So Packers is where I might go there on that site. Now, where do I want to go on DraftKings? I think I look at the Bears at 3100 at home against the Lions. Lions offense, Darrell Bevel now has to worry about head coaching with the... Matt Patricia gone, so a little concerned. I think the Bears defense. Khalil Mack, however, may not play, so let's watch that one. He's got a back injury issue, but not a lot of great, great feelings here. I do also like the Seahawks at 3,300. Probably going to get one Colt McCoy at uh, quarterback this week, so things are opening up nicely there. 4,700 is so good markup there on Fando, but on uh, DraftKings they're a little bit more reliable at 3,300. All right, so there you have a look at now uh, all the positions here. We went through running backs, quarterbacks in our first segment, wide receiver, tight end, defense in this segment. We have to close with our injury updates uh, that you need to know going in. So we'll do that in our last segment here. Uh, Before I do that, uh, make sure you're checking out uh, all this uh, great uh, team-by-team stuff we have on the network. We're going to have you covered. And it's not just NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, everything going around. In sports, uh, your team every day when we really mean it here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. So thanks uh, so much uh, for your support all across the network. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows here. Whatever your favorite team is and beyond, we've got you covered. Your team every day, that's uh, five days a week here. You won't find a podcast network like this to uh, bring you the inside analysis you need all the time and uh, keep you dialed in to whatever league and whatever aspect of that sport you enjoy. We'll be right back here to break down the injury updates you need to know here to close the week and the show. All right, uh, we do have some injury updates to get to based on what we've seen in the practice reports there. We'll have the final designations coming up later on Friday, so check those out to uh, get the final decisions there. But this would help you plan a little bit better with your lineup. But uh, before we do that, i got to tell you, check out our great Friday Content on On NFL. Looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action. Listen to Lockdown NFL every Friday as your boy Q and Bo Brack. That's your boy Q and Bo Brack are joined by a betting expert and Alice from the Action Network. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every Friday on Lockdown NFL. Subscribe to Lockdown NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, continue here and uh, how we... Look at the injury updates, and uh, we're just going to give you the practice reports on what we're hearing on these guys. Arizona Cardinals, uh, you got got Kyler Murray, quarterback. Looks a little bit healthier this week with the right shoulder. It was definitely a factor. We'll see how that plays. Don't love the matchup against the Rams. A little bit more concerning than the shoulder there. Let's look at Lamar Jackson. We'll see if he can return there for this now Tuesday game against the Cowboys. Uh, it has COVID-19 it has to be cleared, so we can see more of Trace McSorley because Robert Griffin III has a thigh injury issue that had to get him out of the game late against the Steelers. Josh Allen, good to go. He's got knee and ankle issues, but he'll play. Nick Foles can play, but they're going with Mitchell Trubisky there against the Lions. The Bears are. Matthew Stafford battling a right thumb. It may have affected him last game. Kenny Galladay, the injury uh, there, also affecting Stafford's effectiveness. Tough matchup against the Bears this week. Phillip River is pretty good matchup on the road against the Texans. He's got a toe issue, but played through that last week. He'll play through it again. He's the Iron Man quarterback of the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa. this one could come down to the wire again. There's some promise about him returning to the lineup against the Bengals this week. But uh, Tua Tagovailoa. if it's not him, it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, who did play for the Bengals at one point. He's played for a lot of teams. But revenge game, and again, I like uh, the Dolphins' skill players a lot better if Fitzpatrick is in there versus the rookie Tua. Kim Newton dealing with a bit of an abdomen issue. I'm not going to trust him on the road against the Chargers. Daniel Jones, good chance to miss the game. Missed two practices with hamstring issues. It didn't look good for him against the Bengals last week. So Colt McCoy in line to start against the Seahawks. That makes the Seahawks' defense very appealing. Sam Darnold on the other New York team will continue playing through his right shoulder injury. Ben Roethlisberger will be fine. Uh, it's been the case all year. Just a little rest there ahead of the Washington game. Todd Gurley, will watch him. Uh, It could go either way. He did get a little bit of practice in, then it was no practice, could be resting him. If not, we figure it'll be more of Amito Smith, just a tough matchup over against the Saints. Kareem Hunt should play through his thigh injury. Philip Lindsay, pretty tough dude. He plays through a lot of injuries, should uh, be available with the knee. If not, you'll see more of Royce Freeman with uh, Melvin Gordon this week against the Chiefs. DeAndre Swift, clear to the concussion, has an illness, but he should be good to go to return to the Bears. He could get it done with volume, but it is a tricky matchup. David Johnson is on his way back here from the concussion, practicing here. So you'll see Duke Johnson have a lesser role. Keep in mind, no Will Fuller, so you could see a little bit more in the passing game for David Johnson to help uh, one. Brandon Cooks here, as well as Kiki uh, Kuti and the tight end Jordan Akins. will step it up a little bit. So more catches to go around here without Fuller and more checkdowns, that's for sure, from Watson. Jordan Wilkins should be available for the Colts. We'll see about Jonathan Taylor. He's been cleared to go here, so we expect him to play in that great matchup against the Texans this week, and the most appealing Colts back still in fantasy. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, we'll watch him. He's had an illness here that's popped up in the middle of the week, should go. I think he'll have a rebound game against the Broncos, really wilting run defense there on Sunday Night Football. Now, Josh Jacobs, this one is very, uh, not looking good here. Another ankle issue that he's dealing with late in the season, so... Devontae Booker, who's got a back injury bone, should be in line to get some more work here, as well as Jalen Richard, who figure we'll get some more passing game work if Jacobs is out. Caelan Balaj, we'll see if they activate him. They used the combination of obstacle Joshua Kelly. He's got some limited practice, but is iffy. We'll have to watch that down to the wire. Salvin Ahmed with the shoulder could return from the Dolphins, but Miles Gaskin could also be on his way back from the knee. DeAndre Washington, who was the fill-in for Ahmed and Matt Breida last week, he's uh, probably going to miss a game here with the hamstring. Dalvin Cook, ankle injury, they said they won't limit his workload, maybe a few less touches here against the Jaguars, in which should be a controlled game, so something to worry about if they get a big lead, you figure they'd pull Cook, I don't know if you'll see enough Alexander Madison to trust him as a flex play this week, either, so tough to call there with the Jaguars, but hopefully you'll get uh, 20 to 25 touches normally, and uh, put this game away with a big game early, and then you don't have to worry about it. The next guy that you look at, Alvin Kamara, maybe limited a little bit by the foot, but I think it's more limited by Taysom Hill not throwing him the ball. So we want to see him more in the red zone, touchdown opportunities, catches. I think they'll come this week against the Falcons. Frank Gore, still the feature back for the Jets. Good matchup against the Raiders this week. James Conner, we'll have to watch him. Could be Benny Snell. Looks like going to be the feature back potentially against Washington. Chris Carson uh, looks good to go to the foot. Carlos Hyde may have some more issues against uh, the hamstring there. So we'll see. And Carson, again, that's why I like him to get a bigger role. Wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, good to go. Tough matchup if Jalen Ramsey's a little bit healthier this week against the Rams. Julio Jones, uh, uh, iffy to play with that hamstring. And we know that he can easily get out of the lineup. So hard guy to trust You make sure he uh, gets in some good practice and they feel confident about him before you can too. Foot and ankle injury for Calvin Ridley, he'll play through it. Jarvis Landry has that hip issue, but it looked his best last week against the Jaguars. So let's try to stay hot in that good matchup against the Titans, who uh, did shore up the slot a little bit with Desmond King, but Landry getting a lot of volume inside and outside. Kaderil Hodge, uh, they're added with a hamstring, so he might need to miss the game. That would help Landry's volume as well. Jerry Judy, an ankle injury there, but he's going to play through it for the Broncos. Not a great matchup against the Chiefs. Kenny Galladay looks like another week away from return. I'm not... Uh, really surprised they didn't put him on IR. It's the Lions. They don't know what they're doing. Danny Amendola looks like he's going to return from the hip. Al Lazard will keep playing through the core. Zach Pascal will keep playing through the knee. DJ Chark could definitely return for the Jaguars and be their number one target. A good matchup for garbage production with Mike Lennon. Uh, they threw to the outside spot. Vacated by him with Colin Johnson a lot last week. So we'll see. Chris Conley could be iffy to return. Nelson Aguilar has missed two practices. So great matchup against the Jets. will be... Not fun if he misses it, but you should see a bump up for the two HRs, Henry Ruggs III and Hunter Renfro, for sure in targets. I would uh, more lean towards Renfro in half point and full point PPR, maybe Ruggs in standard leagues because it was big playability here for the Raiders if Aguilar misses the game. Now, Michael Thomas, uh, still playing through an ankle injury, not bad. He hasn't been super explosive at Taysom Hill, but fine enough to start. Uh, could uh, have Deontay Harris and Marcus Callaway miss the game for the Saints. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton hip and toe for Shepard, shoulder and foot for Slayton, but Shepard should keep playing. He's the higher floor play. Slayton uh, still a deep shot, kind of limited with his uh, production disappearing here in lim- re- recent weeks. Rashard Perriman has a shoulder injury, but He's going to play through it. Good matchup against the Raiders. Debo Samuel just being rested here. Hamstring should go, and Brandon Ayuk will return as well. So good reloading of the wide receiver core. Finally, these two guys are together, Samuel and Ayuk, which can help uh, Nick Mullins, and in turn, help their running game, and Jordan Reed in this one. Tyler Lockett, uh, good to go with a knee injury. David Moore also good with a hip injury for the Seahawks. A.J. Brown uh, has that hip issue. We'll watch it. It's a little different from the knee where they've had the management Hopefully he's good to go here and we can get him in our DFS and uh, seasonal lineups. Adam Humphreys had a concussion. He's good to go here again this week. He won't have a setback, assuming he'll play against the Browns this week. Uh, Dan Arnold going to be available at tight end for the Cardinals. Uh, Hayden Hurst going to play through an ankle injury probably against the Saints. Uh, Mark Andrews, COVID-19 list. We have to see if he gets cleared to play against the Cowboys on Tuesday you yeah, got Jimmy Graham, good to go for the Bears. Trey Burton, good to go for the Colts. Uh, you have Adam Shaheen, a target that can steal away from Mike Gesicki. He'll be there in the lineup against the Bengals. Irv Smith, probably going to miss the game for the Vikings. If you're desperate to tie that, you could look at Kyle Rudolph, but I think that also helps that Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and their targets this week. Ryan Izzo, going to play through it for the Patriots, but you just can't uh, trust him now as an option in fantasy. Zach Ertz. We'll see if he returns. If not, I like Richard Rodgers as a deep sleeper this week, as well as Dallas Goddard in that matchup against the Packers. You look at Jacob Hollister, he's the main guy here with uh, Will Disley. It's the Giants. So I don't love him in fantasy right now, but he's going to play there for the Seahawks and help out Russell Wilson. Jonas Smith could definitely miss the game with the knee injuries. Two missed practices here. Uh, Anthony Furkser could see a little bit bigger role playing off Brown and Davis for Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. A kicker. Young Hay Ku is fine with the right quad. He's going to be fine for the Saints game. Don't love the matchup. I don't think he'll duplicate that massive game he had against the Raiders last week. Nick Folk, the game winner for the Patriots last week against the Cardinals, he'll be in there against the Chargers this week. We mentioned uh, the notable defensive injury there is uh, Khalil Mack has missed a couple practices, so that could change the way you look at the Bears uh, this week and Denzel Ward, again, the big loss in the secondary for the Browns this week that uh, definitely adjusts that game in Tennessee. So there you have it. There's a breakdown now of uh, all your injury updates. We got uh, through all our DFS uh, recommendations as well across DraftKings and FanDuel. So that's it. We put a bow here on week 13 and our analysis ahead of that. So good luck there in your games this weekend, uh, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. This is an important week for fantasy football. So good luck with all of that, whether you're playing seasonal or DFS. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been Mindy Iyer. Have a great day. Great week.